Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off, Let Me Finish. My name is G Smooth, better known as G Weaver. And today, we're going to be having a conversation about sports. So, uh, let's get ourselves together. Let's get our mind right. And get ready to go on this journey and have this conversation. So sit back, relax, because you know I got some gears to grind. How y'all doing today? Let me grind my gears. So today, I'm grinding my gears on sports talk host that jumped the gun too much if you know what I'm talking about what you're starting to notice in a lot of these games and a lot of these playoffs is a team can't lose a game and if they lose a game all of a sudden it's over for them they look pitiful. They got all these negative things that they want to say. And that that grinds my gears a little bit because my thing is, you ain't really showing love to the other team. I don't care how good you is, how great you is. You got to play offense, you got to play defense. Sometimes the defense does a good job at neutralizing the offense. So it's unfortunate when you get these sports analysts, but again, you have to talk. You're getting paid to talk. And you gotta say some outrageous things sometimes. Even sometimes when it's just as simple as one team played better than the other. That's why you like an honest player who speaks honest. Like, look, hey, they played well, we missed shots, we didn't make plays down the stretch. It's just that simple. It ain't rocket science, it's basketball. Get the ball, put it in the hoop. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really that simple. Especially if you've been playing it your whole life. You know how to play it, you know about fundamentals. You win some, you lose some. So sometimes I just wish the nonsense of just making something bigger than what it really is. Just pump your brakes, man. Let these playoffs play out. We're going to have to do the strategic thinking and talk about who didn't do what and who didn't show up. I get that point, but it's still it's just annoying when sometimes it's just one team played better than the other. Everybody's not going to be at God level at all times. It takes sometimes a hero. It takes another player that you don't expect to step up. All type of different things, man. Because your star is going to give it to you. And sometimes when your stars don't, you need somebody to step up. But me, grinding my gears is just people that jump to conclusions every time a team moves a game. It's annoying. But anyway, let's get this party started. So today, I'm going to be talking about just the game and these playoffs. That's what I'm on today. Um, been watching a lot of these series. Um, I've been watching the Memphis and the Golden State game. We watched Golden State 
basically put the smack down on Memphis without their best player. But then we turn around, we see Memphis lay the smack down on Golden State. You know, everybody had Memphis dead in the water because they went up 3-1. And look how they responded. You had three players score over 20 points. And they basically played great defense and had great offense and put the whooping on Golden State. Now you have an opportunity with John Morant coming back. You have an opportunity to tie the series up. You know, you never, ever give up no matter what. People can talk and say whatever they want to say. A team can look like God's gift to earth one day, and then they can look like total duds the next. That's why you shouldn't be so quick to jump to conclusions whenever a team loses. You have to let the games play out. You just can't sit there and look to criticize all the time. We just watched Philadelphia lose to Miami. They got their butt handed to them. But my thing is this right here. It's not over. They still got to go and play Philly again. You got to let the, let the games play out. Yeah, everybody don't look like champions. The players ain't stepping up and doing what they're supposed to do. But sometimes you got you to gotta tip your hat to the other team. You can't always just try to come down hard on star players because being a star player alone don't guarantee you a win. Not at all. So I just I just don't understand the whole idea of, you know, trying to downplay or talk about certain players when they don't win, but then you praise them. Uh when they when they lose it, but then you praise them when they win. 134 to 95. That's a butt kicking. That's a response. You hear me? That's a response. Because people had them losing. I ain't going to lie. I thought it was over too. But then I had to look at Memphis was the second best team in the West. Yeah, John Moran had a lot to do with that. But they got a good team. And they proved that. John, with John Moran there, they're even better. So it's no foregone conclusion that Golden State is going to put out Memphis. This very may go to seven games. And then you're then you're looking at um you're looking at the uh the other series in the West, Phoenix and Dallas. Again, Phoenix did what they were supposed to do, lay the smack down. <sighs> but again, like these series, these playoffs been showing you, what does that mean? Every time a team get hit in the mouth, they, the other team, that team, same team come back and respond. That Phoenix game might go seven. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're going back to Dallas. So, it's, it's no again, it's no guarantee that Phoenix going to close them out. It might go seven. And then after it goes seven, hey, man, anything can happen. And it's any given day. A team can win or lose. No one is guaranteed to win. You have to wake up that the next day or the next two days 
strap up your shoes, and play the game. Whatever happened two days ago does not matter. And you know what a good example of that is? Today's game with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks gave their game away two, day, two days ago in Milwaukee. This could have actually been the closeout game because the Bucks should have won that game. But what the Bucks didn't do is they did not follow their recipe. They overworked Giannis. They had a comfortable lead going into the fourth. They was up seven. Usually Giannis gets his rest in um uh the, the towards the end of the third quarter going into the fourth. They let Bobby Portis in. But again, sometimes doubt slips in as a coach, and you want to make sure you close out the game. But you got to stick with the recipe that's been winning. There's no reason not to have faith in your team. They're champions. You keep with that model, even though Boston is a tough team. It worked. Bobby has showed you that he is reliable. The rest of those players have showed you that they are reliable. So you give them the benefit of the doubt. Giannis is God on that team. We understand that. But God sometimes needs to rest. He needs to get his energy up so he can close the game out. You don't have Middleton right now. You need your closer. And we already know the closer is Giannis. So they broke their method of how they did things. They got the shooting jumpers instead of taking it to the cup. Just trying to drive to the bucket, get a foul, get easy buckets. And they shot their way out that game. And I, and then on top of that, Boston did what they had to do. Play defense, made good shots. Al Horford stepped up, played his game. And the Bucks lost that series uh, in the fourth, that particular game in the fourth, based off one getting away from attacking the bucket and trying to just bury them. That's what they were trying to do, put their foot on their neck. That's why they kept shooting them stupid shots. And then Boston doing what they supposed to do, and they were hitting shots, playing good D, re-grabbing the momentum, and never giving it back. And the Bucks were never able to come back. But lo and behold, look what happened today. Boston, every time you look up, they up 10, up 11, up 9, up 3, up 10. They was busting the Bucks in the fourth quarter. That game looked it over. That's the prime example that the game ain't over until the bells ring or until the horn blows. The Bucks came all the way back, and this time they won that fourth quarter, and Boston collapsed. That's why you love the game. That's why cease with the talking crazy. Cease with the, oh, man, the momentum has changed. Nothing has changed. Everybody has been doing what they're supposed to do. Have the momentum changed now in favor of the Bucks? Of course it has because they're going back home and they have opportunity to close out. All the pressure is on Boston. But remember, Boston ain't got nothing to lose. So they're going to come out guns blazing, all hands on deck. Bucks need to put their foot, that championship foot on their neck and show them it's over. This is what the Bucks do. We've been there, done that. We're not new. Y'all puppies to the game.
Y'all the puppies. We full-grown dogs. So, it was beautiful to see the turnaround. It was beautiful to see the big plays down the stretch because that's what champions do. That's what champions do. And it, it was beautiful to see how that turned around this time for the Bucks. That's why you watch the game. Don't make don't make assumptions, man. Do not make assumptions. When you make assumptions, you look like an ass. That was a great game today. It had you on the edge of your seats. If you're a Bucks fan, you're on the edge of your seats. If you're a Boston fan, you're disgusted. We had this game. We would be up 3-2 right now. And with the opportunity to close out with all the confidence in the world. Now the Bucks done swung the momentum. But again, Boston is more than capable. They showed you and winning a game in Milwaukee. It's up to Milwaukee now to close them out. Milwaukee had the game in Milwaukee two days ago. They already know they can do it. They just got to do it this time. Stick with the formula. Don't budge. That's what you want to see. That's what I want to see. And that's why I can't wait for that game to come. It's going to be jumping at the Pfizer form. You got a lot of closeout games coming up. Golden State got an opportunity to close out. Phoenix got an opportunity to close out. Miami got an opportunity to close out. It ain't over till it's over. Out of all those games, we're going to get a game. We're going to get some game. We're going to get a game seven. I'll be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised. That's a betting It's a, that, that somebody's betting on that, that. All these games are going to close out uh, 4-2. And I bet you somebody gambling in all these series, that's 3-2 going to go 3-3, go, going to go 7. I bet you that's I bet you that's a going rate. Uh, somebody messing around, that's a gambler going to mess around and bet that all, all these series is going to go 7. Because it's looking good, man. Basketball is looking really good right now. That's why, that's why I say, never stop watching. Stop complaining. Stop talking crazy. Because the game ain't over till it's over. Stephen A. Smith, Mr. Naismith, again, talking about how pathetic it was of a performance for the 76ers. Why is it pathetic? Because they lost? No, it was pathetic because Miami's defense made them look pathetic. We already know what you get from Philadelphia. You're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. The one consistent you got is Embiid, and everybody else is here and there, including James Harden. So you're going to have them days where if Embiid is having a tough day, and then the team is on their wish, wishy-washy shit, they lose. And they look pathetic. But they are taking on a very good shooting and defensive team. Let's not, let's not, let's not poo-poo that. That's a very good shooting and defending team. M much like Boston. Small, but very rugged. And they can knock down buckets. That's all they do is knock down buckets. So it's unfortunate, again, Stephen Naismith is making these outlandish comments, but it's not unheard of. 
is not unheard of. You know? So, hey, what can you say? Stephen A is Stephen A. Nonsense is nonsense. You can't call out a player like Joel Embiid when that Joel Embiid has not done anything but carry a team. I don't care if you Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, every superstar has a bad game in moments where they shouldn't have. But when a player has more good than bad, come on, man. And sometimes the player's just not having a good night. Stephen A., bruh, get out there and you play. Let's see what you can do. You won't even shine in the moment. You can shine behind the mic and in front of the TV because that's all that is. It's just talking. You can be animated. It's not difficult. It's not hard. It's nothing to be nervous about. You just getting up there talking with a, with a bunch of uh, your friends. It's no difference when you're at home or when you're around the table. I don't care if a camera in your face. There's no, there's no reason to lose composure. We're talking sports, something you love to do. So ain't nothing to be nervous about. It's easy to yap and talk. That's what I always say. All the sports writers, all they are is nerves that wanted to be jocks. All these wannabe jocks that get the opportunity to vote on basketball shouldn't even be voting. I agree with Steven Jackson. It should be players that vote, not the nerds that want to be athletes that sit up for 89 hours in a room without washing their ass, watching videos and watching tape, and now they think they're experts. Or when a person should make a shot and when they shouldn't make a shot. You go make a shot. You can't even make a shot. You're not even better than an eighth grader. Come on. Give me a break. Stop it with all that nonsense. Nobody want to hear that. Same thing with the baseball uh, Hall of Fame. These fat, sloppy writers that ain't played a lick of baseball. Put it in the hands of the players. They don't have to necessarily be the greatest players. Like I know that um, Steven Jackson said you should let the top 75 vote. It's not necessarily to have to be the top 75 or just being a professional basketball player that has played the game and knows what it takes. That alone is better than having a writer that don't know that don't know shit but watching and writing. So on that end, that that's where I'm at with that. That's where I feel like, you know, just give it to the athlete. Let the athlete do that. Let's let's not let's, let's not let that stuff be held up by by um sports writers. That's pathetic. It's pitiful. You know, it's pitiful. And see, if Draymond Green was to focus more on defense than to jumping on his podcast every time the game is over, then maybe they'll win the games if he can be more focused. That's got to be annoying. Steve Steve Kerr probably not going to say it's annoying because Steve Kerr is a quote-unquote uh, player's coach, so he's not going to. He's not going to come out against his player. He's going to show support. Yes, I believe in my players. And I think it's great that he wants to communicate and talk, blah, 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 bullshit. Steve Kerr is just talking. You know why? Because Steve Kerr can just talk because, hey, he's won championships. 
He's a coach. But he know goddamn well that ain't none of that shit going on if you on a championship run with the Bulls, with them Laker teams. Ain't nobody doing that. Dude, focus on the game. Do what you got to do. You can do all that talking when the series is over. Or when we got that championship, we raising that championship. Then you can talk about that on your podcast, about them series and what certain games. Stay locked in. Stay locked in to what you're supposed to be doing. Instead of getting on there trying to analyze the game and who did what. You know, don't nobody want to hear that shit when you ain't scoring not even 10 points. I'm keeping it 100. Do not, nobody want to hear that shit and you ain't even scoring 10 points. Come on, man. Come on, please. I'm begging you, please. Please with that. Y'all got your ass whooped. 134 to 95. 134 to 95. And Draymond Green had five fucking points, five fucking assists, seven rebounds. And then you want to jump on a goddamn podcast? How about focusing on learning how to score more points instead of running your your damn mouth? I'm just keeping it 100. That shit is annoying looking. That shit look annoying. But again, things change. All the players you need to score, which are your scores, didn't score. Wiggins only had five. Curry, 14. Thompson, 19. Jordan Poole, who's been your energizer bunny, three. That ain't going to cut it. It ain't it ain't like it ain't like it was the game previous to that. In which they they won by three. It ain't like they 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 smoked them out the water. But see, in that game, you had Curry with 32. Wiggins with 17. Clay with 14. Poole with 14. Porter. Otto Porter Jr. with 12. You know? And that was a close game. But Draymond, bro. Come on, man. Come on, bro. What the fuck is there to talk about? Focus on your game. Because what you, what that, that stat line is pitiful. Fuck all that. I'm the heart of the team shit, man. I need buckets, my brother. If you ain't going to give us no buckets, at least give us 14, 15 assists and some, how about some defensive stops? Because you was getting your ass busted. Put the mic down and focus on the game. Please. You don't even, man, that, that's unacceptable. You ain't even a superstar player, bro. You not even nobody, nobody, ain't nobody game planning for you. Let's just keep it 100. You the mouth of the South. Or we gonna call it the mouth of the West. But ain't nobody definitely game planning for you. Because you not a factor. You, you're not a factor. When it comes to scoring. Now they'll say well he have his impact in other ways. No. I need points. If I'm paying you that type of money I need points. 
You think Curry can get away uh, making the kind of money he's making with just scoring uh, 15 points a game? No. He ain't going to get that type of contract scoring 15. Draymond, I need more out of you the way you getting paid. Stop it. You have audacity trying to critique a game. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> you just luckily you got an ass kissing coach that just let you do that and ain't going to hold you accountable. Because I have free speech, you know, hey, I'm here for the players, you know. Sit down. I'm telling you, when you get to a place of where you think you just know everything, you lose all common sense sometimes. I'm just keeping it 100. Fucking Draymond Green get on that goddamn podcast and he can't even score 10 points. That shit is laughable, man. Shit is freaking laughable. And just Steven, that, uh, man, that dude, he talks. I just want to get out there. Get out there. Let me see you hoop. You was a bench warmer. Can't tell nobody how they cracking under pressure. You couldn't even get into a situation where you in the game to get a, get able to be able to crack under pressure. You couldn't even crack the lineup. And you're talking about somebody struggling under pressure or looking pathetic. Goodness, looking pathetic. Embiid has 17 points. Of course, it was a bad game for Embiid. But when he ain't getting no help, James Harden scoring 14, that's another $200 million brother who ain't scoring. Oh, I ain't trying to hear that. Well, he ain't the same James Harden in Houston. Why not? He looked like James Harden. He still dribble and shoot like James Harden. He can still get get by players like James Harden. So why he not the same James Harden? Then if he not the same James Harden, then his his production gonna get cut in half. Then his pay need to be cut in half. And I ain't getting. I advocate players getting paid, but you getting paid based off your production. So if I'm paying you based off your production and you ain't giving me no production, then you robbing me of my pay or my investment. Fourteen points, maxi nine. Can't, you can't do that. Hey, man, Joel Embiid is coming off an injury, and he still get coming out there doing his best. How is it pathetic? What's pathetic is that he ain't got nobody around him that can step up, and then you got another superstar player that's supposed to be there for you when you ain't having a good game, and he ain't ever stepping up. Shit, he happy just to get 20 points. James Harden, we need 30 out of you a night. We need 30 points. And then when Embiid is struggling, we need 40. Can you do that? Last I seen you did average over 30-something points a game. I mean, this is ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous the way, you know, they try to talk about these players, man. It's ridiculous. I don't, there's nothing else you can really say about it. Like I said, man, let these games play out. You never know. That's what I'm saying. You never know. That's the funny thing about it. And then, you know, you got to deal with old Grim Reaper, Skip Bayless. Yeah, I call him because he he most definitely looked like the Grim Reaper. Scary. <laughs> Scary. That's, that's what's crazy. 
Chris Broussard. I'm done with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid don't give a care if you're done with him or not. You can't even hold Joel Embiid in the post. You can't even stop Joel Embiid on the flow. You think he care about if you're done with him? Why you're done with him? Because he, he couldn't score 35 points. He couldn't lead a team uh, when he ain't got no players around him that can support him. That don't make sense. But it's always a way to try to talk about Joel, uh, Joel Embiid, but you ain't giving him no praises for playing with a, uh, a fracture. Coming back from a concussion, trying to help his lead his team. You show him all the love in the world when he won that game when he came back, but if he have a struggling game, you done with him. I'm done with him. Even though it's just the second game back, I'm done with him. Man, get out of here, man. Go away. If you ain't going to talk and make sense, go away. Basketball is a game of ups and downs. Most of the best players have more up games than down ones. And sometimes defense plays great defense. So please, please with the nonsense. Again, that's the I wish I was a jock syndrome. So I'm just going to say dumb stuff. So I'm just going to say dumb stuff. Everybody on Joel Embiid. Barkley. I love Barkley. But God, come on, man. Come on, Hungry Hippo. Don't do that. Barkley, you done had games where you struggled. It's part of the game. It's part of the game. Why must we, why was, why, why, why must we do this? Why we got to do that? Huh? Why we got to do that? But y'all heap all the praise when a man has a great game. It's it's like day-to-day with the criticism. It's day-to-day with the criticism. And that's what I don't understand. You just can't you just can't win for lose. You know, and they do that. I mean, they do all that to the superstar player. They do it to Giannis. You know, they do it to Giannis as well. They do it to LeBron. You, 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 you. They, 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 they build you up to tear you down. They live in the past. I'm guilty of that. Where you, you, you reference back to the past, and it's not so much referencing. It's just the heart of a player. You know, the way that you're playing. I think that's what that's where you want to come back and you want to make these comparisons because, like, you know, the game of basketball is not difficult, and it's a craft that you have to master, and you got to know your own strengths and weaknesses, and then you need somebody that can lead and guide you to keep yourself in a consistent uh, flow of the game, and that's your, where your coach come in, you know, but. To, con- to constantly keep criticizing these players when they have bad games and then praising them when they had good. Oh, most definitely, he's the, he's the greatest. He is the greatest player in the league. Then as soon as he have a terrible game, yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. You know, and this is why I can't put Giannis in the top. You know, this is that's, that's what, this is why I can't put LeBron in the – once he have a bag of ball, oh, man, if he's scoring 50 a night, oh, he's a god. He's unstoppable. Nobody can stop him. He's unbelievable. Let him have one bad shooting night. LeBron, what was he doing? Throwing up those bricks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is what I'm talking about. He's not like Jordan. Shut the hell up. God damn.
Let these brothers play. They're going to have good. They're going to have bad. Just let them play. Shut up. No one cares if you're done with them. No one cares about what you're saying. The only people listening to you is people on the radio. The players they self gives no fuck about what you're talking about. That's just facts. Half of them don't even fuck with y'all. Because all y'all do is talk. Put y'all money where the mouth is and get on the goddamn floor. You couldn't even run at the at the at the last person on the bench. You can't even run at an average street dude. Stop it. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith jumper probably as broke as that pushback lining. Come on, man. Stop. Stop with the criticism. And I love, like I said, man, hey, everyone is open to criticism, even the sports talks. Y'all like to talk about people. Y'all going to get talked about. Count Dracula, Skip Bayless, you know. Tan up a little bit. Put a little Put a little life into your face. You so, you so pale and dead looking in the skin that you had these takes that, 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 are, that, are, that are dead and pale. Because it's the same nonsense you recycle. At least my brother uh, Skip, or not Skip, but Shannon, have some open dialogue and makes makes common sense when he talk and makes great points. You just off spew off your hate and your envy because you still angry about not being able to make no sports team while you was in high school. And you had to settle for being a writer. That's basically what it is. Build the kingdom, build the kingdom, tear it down. Build the kingdom, tear it down. And that's why these players are meant. Some of these players are mentally tough. They don't even fall in line for y'all tricks. What happened in the game? We lost. What could you have done to stop? Nothing. They shot better. Is there anything that you could have done to stop? No, the ball was going in the hole when they shot up. But what else can I do? Next question, please. Please ask me a question that, that has some type of uh, merit and makes sense. Don't ask me something dumb or I'm not going to respond. I'll probably just give you a stare. Uh, 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 the rock stare with the eyebrow raised because I want to lay your candy ass down after that response. Give you the Hulk Hogan leg drop. The Ric Flair, the Ric Flair smack when you ask dumb questions. Come on. Games are going to be up and down. Everything ain't going to always go as you want it to go. Coaches are not going to always adjust like you want them to adjust. You know why? You can sit and call them dumb. We can do all that negative shit and all that talking about the coaches. They still going to coach the way they coach, especially if they done won games like that. Can't, t can't teach an old dog new tricks. And if them old tricks have been working... You stick with it. You ride it out to the end. That's how I see it. That's how I look at it. But anyway, I was a little sick these past couple days. Had to make sure once I got better to get back online and jump back on so I could talk to my people, the little bit of people that I do have. It don't matter. I love the support, whether it's two 
or 20,000. I love it. I'm going to continue to prove and continue to get better. But other than that, man, I'm going to let you guys go. I love you. I appreciate you. You already know that. Please keep listening. And other than that, you have a great day. And I'm out of here. Peace. Love this truth. I got the future.